This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So let's talk some NFL and welcoming back to the show is Mark Zinno, 92.9 The Game out in Atlanta. He joins us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Mark, how was your weekend last weekend, man? College and pro. College is always a better experiment for me than the NFL. Although I did, uh, I, I was chasing Sunday night and caught with the Green Bay Packers laying the ten. So I'll take it as a as a break even week and nothing to be upset about. Yeah, I was on that one too, man. I mean, all the trends are telling you Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and Chicago feeling good about themselves. But that Week One game, like we learned nothing about the Bears in that Week One game that was played underwater at Soldier Field. I actually want to start with the, with the Falcons this weekend, man, with Atlanta because. This spread's been all over the place. One-and-a-half-point dogs over at BetMGM right now. It's juice minus 115. They do have to travel to Seattle. We saw the Seahawks win week one against Denver, which was pretty much their Super Bowl. Total in the game, 42. Gun to your head, you had to play this game, or maybe you do have a play in this game. Which way would you lean? I mean, I, I, listen, I'll back the Falcons. They're 2-0 ATS yeah. so far this year, and they are a team similar to the Lions last year. They didn't win a ton of games, but certainly was good against the spread. And the Falcons are going to be more competitive than people are going to give them credit for. Uh, for as much as in Atlanta there's consternation about Kyle Pitts not getting the ball enough and, and them not being able to finish games or start games, Arthur Smith has his team and this roster in a much better position than anybody would have given him credit for prior to the season starting. Um, this is a winnable game for them, and, and I feel the Falcons, and I think Arthur Smith starts to feel a little bit of desperation. You don't want to go 0-3 given the gauntlet they've got to go through the next four games facing teams like the Chargers, the Bengals, you know, all playoff teams from last year, the Niners, the Browns. I mean, you know, these, this is an ugly schedule going forward for them. If they're going to get a win, they need to get it this week. Uh, and this defense is playing better than people would have expected. I do like the Falcons in this spot. Probably it's worth a money line play given the, what the number is at this point in time. The only issue is, again, the Falcons aren't a great road team. They've never been a great road team. And them going into Seattle, a very tough place to play still, um, you know, is is reason for concern. But, boy, is Seattle bad. Uh, that what, what they did in week one was not representative of uh, of who they are. And, and certainly they're not as good as they showed, I, I don't think, in that week one and. Yeah, the, the world, you know, uh, Smith stood up on Sunday against uh, against the Broncos, and that's what he's going to look like all year. No doubt. Mark, let's get back to the Packers. They play Tampa this week. Maybe the final brady Rodgers meeting that we see. I'm torn on this game. The Bucks opened at two and a half. Packers money has come in. It's now minus one, and Packers plus 100 on the money line. Tampa minus 120. Total 41 and a half. It's well documented how Aaron Rodgers struggles in the state of Florida, but it seems like People are backing him this week, and with the injuries the Bucks have, suspension of Mike Evans, it's going to be tough. You doing anything in this game between Bucks Packers? 
I like the Packers. I'm a little bit weary of the public continuing to back them here. But you really, as you pointed out, you've got to wait till the injury report comes out because the Packers have their own set of injuries in their wide receiving core. Alan Lazard who came back last week, questionable again this week. I mean, this is one of these you've got to wait till Sunday to really figure out, one, not only where, if the public is going to continue to hammer the Packers and move the line a little more, and two, who's actually playing in this thing. Here's the real thing about this game for me is that this Tampa Bay offense right now, when it's not healthy and it's going to take them until midseason to get into midseason form, they're not good right now. Um, they're averaging like 17 points a game. Like This is not an offense you want to back right now. Brady still doesn't look as sharp as he normally would, and I don't think you can trust Leonard Fournette against this Packers rush defense to really be all that productive. So when push comes to shove here, you're asking me to back an offense uh, that, that hasn't broken 22 points yet in the game? Like, what, what, what did they score last week? There was only 20? 20, 20 yeah. They're not, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not a team right now that offensively I want to trust despite the fact that it is Tom Brady. So, you know, um, the, the Packers are still going to be a solid team. They're solid offensively and solid defensively, and they do have a run game. Now, the Buccaneers have an excellent run defense, but at this point, uh, when I figure out who the wide receivers are for Green Bay, I can make an educated guess on which way this game will go, but I'm leaning Packers. Love to hear that, man. Uh, so I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills, who are the complete opposite right now of what we've seen from Tampa Bay. They've scored 72 points, and they've only given up 17 the first two weeks of the season. And they're six-point favorites against Miami, who comes back from a huge deficit in the second half and somehow beats the Ravens last week. Sorry, Peach. Uh, the total in the game, 52.5. Any lean in this game, man, because I'm just – I know the Bills are great, right? Um but I'm waiting for the right number to maybe fade them the second half of the season. They had some stinkers last year. Like people forget they lost to the Jags nine to nothing. They got shut out. I'm not saying they're going to lose this week, but I feel like these numbers are going to become a little inflated. What would you do with this one? This game in Miami. Look, don't lay points on the road within the division guys, right? Like it's just, it's a bad Mm -hmm. way to go, especially when you're getting a dead number, like five and a half. Uh, You know, I mean, look, if this thing gets to six and a half, maybe even seven, it's a buy point on Miami. I don't know if the public will continue to push it that way. Um, but Buffalo is the better team. But what really are the Miami Dolphins? Because remember, guys, they only scored 14 offensive points in week one against a very good Patriots defense. For as bad as the Patriots are offensively, they're still very competent on the defensive side of the ball. And then they go out and and they, you know, molest the Ravens for 42 points uh, and and a whole bunch of big plays that, that were there. I don't think the pack, the uh, Bills rather are susceptible to the big play. So you got to take away the 70 yard touchdown pass to Tyree kill and the, a 70-yard touchdown pass to Jalen Waddle because those things probably won't happen against the Bills. So how are they going to score? I think they'll find their way into the end zone. But, you know, the Bills just look so dominant right now. Uh, and, and if they are that dominant, I would question why this number isn't a little bit bigger, uh, especially given the success that Buffalo has had against Miami uh, in recent years. So uh, this will probably be a pass for me, at least at this point in time. I think I can, like I said, six and a half you might be able to talk me into to get me past six in case you get to a 36-30 kind of final. The way to approach this, guys, honestly, is take the Buffalo Bills team total over. I saw it earlier in the week right at 30 at minus 110 uh, on both sides, so it's pretty even. You have to believe the Bills are going to be able to score 31 points on this team. Four touchdowns and a field goal. I don't know if the Ravens can do it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills certainly can do it. Now, again, the Ravens were aided by a kickoff return for a touchdown. Lamar Jackson had a seven-yard run for a touchdown. Like, uh, you know, those are things you can't account for. The explosive plays are what you can't really account for. And so from that standpoint, you know, it's very much a a, uh, a game where you kind of have to dig deeper into the numbers and figure out what's there and what's not before you can really go and make a bet. But 
I would look to the Buffalo Bills team total over. I think that's a good look. Mark, we've been asking everybody. It's a tough week for those survivor pools. There's no spread on the board right now in week three with the spread bigger than seven points. Ryan and I have been debating it. We've been asking all the guests. So we'll ask you, if you had a survivor pick this week, if you had to take a team on the money line as your lock in week three, who would it be? Chargers. Chargers, Coming okay. off 10 days. So now you gotta, you, you got to wait for Herbert to make sure he's 100%. Um, but, you know, that's probably the best spot um, it, with with the Chargers being at home off 10 days rest against a Jacksonville team that might be feeling themselves a little bit too much after a 24 nothing shutout against uh, the, the Indianapolis Colts. You know, I think, too, when you look at the other team that I could, probably could back on the money line uh, is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Detroit's going to be competitive, and they can score, but Minnesota objectively is a better team. Uh, did they get really beat soundly on Monday night? Maybe, but in reality, again, Minnesota threw a bunch of interceptions in the red zone um, that, that might have changed the outcome of that game. I don't know if Minnesota can cover the six and a half, but uh, I don't think they're a bad bet to win at home in a divisional game here with a number that big. Um, that, to me, would probably be my second choice uh, of, of teams to look at. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's your favorite side or total? You know, not just talking Survivor, but any bets that you've placed in the NFL or college this weekend? Well, college, my best bet's going to be Michigan. I'm going to lay the, uh, yeah. the seven teams. If it's 16 and a half, I mean, it's an absolute buy point on Michigan. I mean, here's the thing, guys. You know, Maryland is very talented, uh, and they have a good offense with Talia Tagovailoa. But when you start to peel this back a little bit and you go back to last year and look at what the, the Terps offense was able to do against the top half defenses in the Big Ten, they never broke 20, not once. And they got smoked by Michigan at home. They lost to Penn State big. They lost to Iowa. They lost to Minnesota. Like, those are the top echelon defenses in the Big Ten. Guess what? Michigan still has a really good defense. So while the Terps may be able to score, I still think this is easily, you know, a three-touchdown win for Michigan, if not bigger. I just I, I don't know how Maryland can stop Michigan from scoring. And, and because Michigan runs the ball so well, uh, by, by the second half, Maryland's defense could be completely gassed in this game. So if it's, you know, only 14 or 17 or whatever it is, or 10 at halftime, I'm still not worried about it because I think Michigan will be able to just grind them down in the second half. Uh, Michigan should get to the mid forties in this game and keep the Terps to about 20 and cover this number. Now, Mark, you're obviously based out of Atlanta. So I know, you know, Georgia football very well. You watch this team closely. Stetson Bennett, he was a big question mark for a lot of us coming back this season, but man, has he looked good so far this season it's early still, but do you think as of right now that this Georgia team might be better than the one we saw last year? 100% it is. Hmm. It's, it's, it's a lot better. It's not even close. Uh, you know, we focused so much last year on Georgia's defense and what they were, and their defense was one of the, one of the best of all time. This defense will be as good, uh, and, and although they're a little bit young and unproven at this point in time against a valid opponent, the biggest difference is, is this Georgia offense? I mean, when did you think Georgia would have the third best passing attack in the nation? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, 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 Todd Monk and the offensive coordinator has 
and Kirby Smart has agreed to let Stetson Bennett, you know, cook or eat, whatever you want to say, whatever the cool phrase is now for quarterbacks, uh, because Russell Wilson ain't cooking or eating anything, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so I, I just love what they're doing offensively, and if they have an offense like this throughout the rest of the year, that defense is more than good enough to hold teams to less than three touchdowns in a game and keep them about 20 or less. And, and I mean, Guys, Georgia's not only the best team in the SEC by a wide margin. They're the best team in college football by a wide margin. I laud Michigan yeah. for what they're doing. And I think that Ohio State is knocking on the doorstep. But guess what, boys? The, the bottom line is, is that they're not close. I mean, Georgia right now is secretariat, and everybody else is the rest of the field, and they ain't catching them. I, I unless, Georgia decides, unless Georgia decides to play a bad game and stink it up, which I don't foresee them doing at all because they're so fundamentally sound, I don't think anybody catches them. And, and watch, because – Here's what's going to happen. Alabama's going to lose a game before the SEC championship game, and Georgia's going to knock them right out of the college football playoff in December. Yeah, man, I really liked Alabama heading into the season, but the offensive line in the secondary a little bit shaky. Hey, we got about two minutes, and I'm glad that you brought up Michigan because Ohio State, the game of the year on the line, and we've still got plenty of time before we get to that point, but if both these teams are undefeated, I mean, Ohio State opened up as a seven-point favorite. I would have to take the points with Michigan. What do you think the difference in those two teams is? I mean, obviously, Ohio State's great offensively, and the defense is much improved. But Notre Dame's, as a Notre Dame fan, they suck this year. So I'm, ta- I'm, I'm not rewarding them for that victory. I know they're getting healthy right now. How would you play that? I know we're weeks away from it, like nine weeks away from it. But what would you do? I feel like seven's way too high for this Michigan team. I mean, I, mean, I do defensively as well, because I yeah. have to see a little bit more from Ohio State at this point in time. Like Their offense doesn't really look like it's clicking the way you would expect it to click. Um, you know, again, 21 points against Notre Dame. They only scored 45 against Arkansas State. Now, I know yeah. they put up 77 last week against Toledo, but you know they should have put up easily 50 against Arkansas State. And it, maybe they're starting to come together right now. Um, and maybe I'm undervaluing them a little bit. But you know, CJ Stroud doesn't look like the prohibitive Heisman favorite like he was coming in. Just doesn't look as crisp. I'm sure they'll clean that up as they go through the rest of the season at this point in time. But remember. You know, Michigan, their whole existence right now is on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, And even though they lost a ton last year, Hutchinson uh, and some of their leading tacklers and whatnot, but they they seem to have replaced those guys pretty quickly. And so uh, if you give me seven and a half with Michigan, even though it's it's in Ohio State, yeah, I would I would I would probably buy in Michigan right now in this spot. Mark, thanks so much, man. Enjoy your weekend. Same to you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. I guess it's only Wednesday, but still, you know, we're talking football. So obviously those games take place this weekend. That was Mark Zinno. He joined us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're in BetMGM Rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or converted to MGM Reward points that you could use towards dinings, uh, dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. That's right, 20 MGM Resorts, Peach. Man, that was good stay. He's right, though. Georgia is... Good. I think that Oregon game was telling. Look at what they did to Oregon. And then look at what Oregon did to BYU. Yeah, thank God they did that to BYU. Uh, I mean, man. <laughs> I think we were the only people on BYU, uh, on Oregon last week. I think we way. were. Everybody loved BYU. They sure did. If only I was on uh, BYU when they played uh, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, mm. that, that one sucked for me.